0: What's up, Clone Nation? Welcome to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Our first one on the ground from San Antone. A little Alamo Bowl. Um, our coverage here uh, begins. We just we got in kind of late, so we're not going to have as much stuff as we had tried. Um, but we're here, and the Cyclone Fanatic Charter is here, which is good. We're all live. We did well, thanks to our friends at EB Sports Tours. The goal for the week is to – the goal for the week – thank you, Jared – is to present to you, who are back in Iowa, what's going on down here. We're going to try and paint that picture for you as clear as we possibly can, and we're going to do that courtesy of these fantastic sponsors. Give them a listen, and we'll be back. Rob Gray and Jared Stansbury will join me from San Antonio. This Cyclone Fanatic podcast is brought to you by Nationwide. Did you know that Nationwide is the official insurance provider for Iowa State University alumni? They offer Cyclone alumni discounts, auto, boat, motorcycle, RV, and pet insurance. To find out more, visit Nationwide.com slash Iowa State or talk to one of their agents today. Hey guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers and everybody needs to be aware of iCare. I wasn't for a long time and I went to Ames iCare and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines iCare. And you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife. Anything. Personalized eye care. Designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. Thank you to our sponsors. And we're back here from San Antonio. We're at the Weston Riverwalk. Uh, where we're recording this right now. Still awaiting the arrival of, of, of many Cyclone fans as I talked with our travel group and there's you know, just a lot of um planes that are still probably in the air right now and a couple that are still yet to depart from Des Moines International. Um, is it international? Is it an international airport?
1: I, I think they've flown like a direct flight to Toronto before
0: or something okay. like that. So, yeah,
2: Des Moines International. <laughs> yeah. Earlier um, you said it was Winnipeg. Well, somewhere in Canada. It's hey.
0: 530 here in San Antonio on Wednesday as we record this. As you can hear, the seniors have um, have made their way onto the podcast. Uh, Jared Stansberry and Rob Gray. Tell everybody Hello. 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 How was the trip? Did you guys have a good flight?
1: It was fantastic. I hate to fly. It was bumpy. (laughs) (laughs) It was fairly bumpy. See, I didn't think it was that bad. Well, considering the weather that we were coming through.
0: Yeah, I was expecting worse. It
1: took us longer because they were descending level by level and hanging there for a while until they got kind of uh, a little bit less. uh, Jared's looking at me skeptically.
0: Highlight of the flight for me was, so we were in the front row and the two seats to the right of me were open and the co-pilot was sitting next to me and I got to pick his brain about various aviation topics, which I really enjoyed. I was Fascinating. Ta- we're talking about the say. Bermuda triangle yeah. for a while. Um, I was asking him about the conspiracy theories surrounding the Denver airport mm. and if the new world order lives under there. What 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 does he think? Wouldn't you think
1: they'd have a better – sorry. Wouldn't you think they'd have a better place to live?
0: He claimed not to know about the New World Order. Okay. Being under the Denver airport. Um, And he also said that the Bermuda Triangle thing is total hogwash. Has he ever been on a
2: plane that crashed?
0: No. I didn't ask that because I thought that would be inappropriate. <laughs> That's fair.
2: <laughs> you know? I still think the New
1: World Order, aren't, aren't they hanging out in New Zealand, like buying up properties? Yeah, the New or...
0: World Order, is a, it's a real deal. I just don't know where they're at and exactly what they're doing. They um, can have a branch office. Psycho yeah, and Fanatic yeah. Podcast, we're here. So we've missed a lot of the media stuff, which, whatever. I mean, if we're being honest, it's a bunch of crusty stories that we've all written and you've all read. Especially me. Yeah. Crusty. Indeed. Um, and I don't... I, for real, though, like you get to a point, like what kind of update are you really going to get from?
1: John Haycock oh, I mean, or Joel uh, Gordon, yeah.
0: Now, you, what you can do is it gives journalism a chance to shine because you can do some features, much like the one you did on Jaquan Bailey earlier in the week. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that. You know, and that's the thing I like about bowl and NCAA tournament coverage because there's only so much of the games that you can break down at this point. I, I did this angle last year with the Liberty bowl. And I want to go back to this well, because I think it's extremely important for this football program. We, we talk and we talk and we talk about how these bowl games are nothing but glorified exhibitions. And really they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You're not, these guys aren't getting bonuses if they win. Um, I'm talking about the players, you know, you're not going to get extra recruits if you win, etc. I think the games are more important to a program like Iowa state and to that aspect Washington State, when you don't have a trophy case. Yeah. Talked to Matt Campbell last January about it, and he said one of the things that blew him away when he got to Iowa State, they didn't have a trophy case for football. How do you not have a trophy case? Well, you haven't won enough over the years to need one. And, And I will go there and say that's why this is an important game for Iowa State, to continue to add hardware. And you build up the tradition and the prestige of a football program that has been anemic for four to five decades. Boom! That's where I'm at right now. That's why y'all should care about this game.
2: How many trophies does Iowa State need before they need to build a football trophy case? Because okay, so now we've got we've got the Liberty Bowl trophy. They've got the, Insight the two Insight Bowl yeah. trophies, uh, a participation trophy from the from Shreveport. Did they win? A win and a They won and a, participation, and a participation because participation. of the terrible call on yeah. the field goal. Uh, yeah, the also, the they've got the Co Big Twelve North Champions Trophy. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Who could forget about that? 2004.
2: Uh, yeah. So so we're we're adding some hardware into the case. If, if they win this game, is that the point when it's like, okay, now we need a football only trophy case? I
0: think it helps because it, it, it's funny. You know, I'm talking to all the the great people who traveled with us today. I mean, we got salt oh, fantastic, here. just amazing people, and. It's amazing the theme of we've all wanted to come here. This has been a bowl game for decades that Iowa State fans have wanted to come to. We have a large alumni um, pool that's in the state of Texas. Uh, It was a Big 12 Bowl for a really long time, and then it lost the association with it. But it's back now, and this has been one that you're kind of striving for and I think you're going to see this week, and again, we, we referenced this at the start of the podcast, that a lot of Iowa State fans are still on their way, but I think it's starting to fill out. They're going to turn out, and it's yeah, it's a nice place to travel to, but it's a big game. It's the biggest postseason game in Iowa State football history And Save Me Your Dirty 30 talk. I understand that you all were playing for a lot back then, and I respect that, but this is different. There's more money on the line. You're talking about... Um, a university that is, I don't know what enrollment was then, but it sure as hell wasn't 30,000 like it is now. The stakes are higher is what I'm trying to say. And it's, and again, it's not that Iowa state didn't have a good football program in the Earl Bruce years. I get it, but you were never playing for million dollar TV contracts and survival in 2024 when possible college football Armageddon is coming and it is coming. Things are going to change. These, these things that we talk about right now in a in a different conversation could seem meaningless. They are far from meaningless it, when you look five years into the future.
1: Well, the the difference in exposure in playing in an Alamo Bowl yes in twenty eighteen versus playing in a there weren't many bowls. You know when you go into the Peach Bowl, the Hall of Fame Bowl, totally different. So world. there was a, a, a yeah. maybe a little bit different level of prestige because there weren't as many teams. But at the same time, the prestige level here is amped up so much because. Uh, of again the interest in college football and the saturation yeah. and people don't totally agree. can't get enough. That's a
2: good point, Rob. Well, and back yes. then too. I mean, I. If you didn't know, f- affiliate with Iowa State, would you know that they played in the 1976 Peach Bowl? No, it's just, like you. Yeah, it's the, just, from it, back then. You think about the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl. the Cotton Bowl, yeah. the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. It's it's the big ones that you would. They think were about, in the Peach you know? Bowl, which in was the, the a Peach big Bowl, deal. Yep. The Peach Bowl, yeah. Bowl now is a big deal because that's a New Year's Six game, mm-hmm. you know. But back then, it it wouldn't have been on the national radar for one thing because it, it whoever's playing in it probably is not playing for the national championship. I,
0: I think that that bowl game before two days from now was by far the most prestigious postseason game Iowa State has ever played in. Yep. I would make the argument that the Alamo Bowl this year has now surpassed that.
2: Because of all the factors Correct. that we discussed, I think. Well, and take into account – you talk about the college football Armageddon, which, by the way, when you talk about that, you're like, you guys wouldn't understand this. But there's this guy that stands outside the library in the free speech zone on campus at I know Iowa exactly State. Exactly who that guy is. Who stands out there and tells everybody they're going to hell.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're basically
2: that street preacher, That's but like in a, in a positive way.
0: Yeah. I don't think we're going to hell. I think that Iowa State has been saved. Yeah. I think that basically in this scenario. Uh, a combination of Jamie Pollard and Matt Campbell would be the Messiah, and they've saved us with the, you know they've saved us from our sins. And I, and I do think that Iowa State will <laughs> the
2: Redeemers yeah. without the hopefully without any yeah. the any, end any, is any any no sort, longer yeah. near any I, sort of cross or anything.
0: I do think Iowa State survives this next round, but I don't know if they would have had this glorious combination of uh, Paul. Uh, how, how do you combine Pollard and Campbell? Cam
2: huh. Cam Cambird Cam. Or, I don't know. Okay, uh, we're just we're – getting Yeah, yeah. Paulville? Whatever. Uh, but I was going to say that there's – the other school in this game is probably in a similar boat. But Two years ago – or five years ago, before Mike Leach gets to Pullman, Washington, wouldn't they have been in a similar conversation?
0: Yes. And I, I think the only difference – and I think you raise a great point, and it's one of the things I think is interesting about the game. The only difference is he's just been there longer. Yeah. You know, he's had a longer time to establish – what he's doing, and, and he, I mean, you heard my conversation with him last week. He still feel, and they are at ten and two. That's an ascending program, yeah. Right now, and he feels like this is another step. But Campbell's doing this in year three, yep, three compared to year seven. Yeah,
2: well, and and two. I mean, Washington State does have more football history as a whole, probably than Iowa State does. They've been to four Rose Bowls. You know, they've played in some Holiday Bowls, some some other big bowl games, but. uh it still just feels like these two schools play second fiddle in their state. No question. Just, I yeah. mean, to call a spade a spade. And they've never really been at the peak of the college football conversation outside of maybe when Washington State had Ryan Leaf. And that was yeah. because of really one guy. One guy put him on the map. Exactly. Yeah. And, and now – these are two schools that are trying to buy their, you know, are battling to try and get into that tier. And, and I think that, you know, in the coming seasons, you could, I think we're going to continue to see them be on that common plane where it's like they're not in the top of the top, yeah. but they're in the, that next they're group in the conversation. Trying to battle to get into a, a, where you're in that New Year's Six conversation every year. I well, think it's a good point. What's interesting
1: yeah. is I did some research early on, and Washington State went from like a 1930s Rose Bowl until a holiday bowl in somewhere in the eighties, right before Jim Walden jumped ship to Iowa state. That's how long their bowl drought it was, was like 50 years.
2: wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. About 50 yeah.
1: years. And then they started to get some, I can't remember every coach that came in, but they got some years where they rise and they'd fall. How many times have we seen that at Iowa state? And then the rise is a relative, you know, is it 10 wins? Is it seven? Is it all that? But I think they're so similar. I mean, I echo that because they are very much considered by some quote unquote little brother to the washington huskies they've got that chip on their shoulder they always have i know a guy who was a big kooks fan Cougs. i covered uh racing with them uh at indy once and um got to know a bit more about the kooks and their journey through you know trying to get their always getting their uh they're signed up on game day. Then they finally yeah. got a game day, and Iowa State's still, you know, on the cusp of that. But
2: Iowa State will be one of the next schools to get, oh, yeah. I would say, that has never had it before. And uh, it, The last Rose Bowl that Washington State went to, do you know who they played against? I do not. They played against the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, I think it was two years after Mike Leach had left to go to, uh, to, go to Texas Tech, quarterbacked by Nate Hibble, so a, a Mike Leach disciple went out and they I think they were up 34 to nothing at halftime on Washington <laughs> State but uh then the next year Oklahoma was obviously really good I, I mean I think that that was when Jason White won the Heisman if yep. I remember yep. correctly but uh you know they've they've played Big 12 teams before mm. and they have not had a ton of success against the Big 12 based on some stuff that I was reading the other day from uh from the newspaper in Pullman uh I think they're like 7 and 20 against yeah. Current Big Twelve teams right now, only three of them. They've never played. Iowa State's obviously one of them, but uh, I think that this is just going to be a really fun game. And it's as much as anything, it's because it's it's two teams that are different, you know. And I think that that's something that when you're ESPN looking at this game, when you're the city of San Antonio looking at this game, the Alamo Bowl crew, this is it's a different it's a different experience for a group of fans. It's a different experience for the entire city just because they've never had these teams here in these kind of circumstances. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I think it's going to be really cool.
1: Absolutely. And I think the dynamic too of the PEC 12 was really weird this year. Yeah. I mean, down by, I think by all accounts. Um, so how much do you factor that into 10 to, I know a lot of Cougs fans are upset that they're not in a new Year's six bowl. And this is the going to be the nature of every fan base, right? No matter how much you've suffered in the past, once you start to get that taste of success and close to that upper echelon, you're really, you know, understandably upset when you mm-hmm. felt, feel like you belong a, a, a touch higher. But um, it, it, it's hard when you break down the schedule. I know they they their non-con wasn't exactly, you know, it, 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 did they play Michigan State in the non-con? No, I'm trying to think. They they played, I, they played somebody. You know
0: what? I, it's funny. Is I, I was going to go with that route, and I I really started to break down their their the analytics of who they played game yeah. by game. Their schedule was better than I thought it was. Okay. I, honestly, like, because I, I was getting, I was researching it to write a column about how I thought their schedule sucked.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the Pac-12 nature of the Pac-12 this yeah. year drags that down a little bit.
0: Correct. Um, they the. I mean, they played Utah, USC, Washington. There are some decent defenses and stuff that they played, and I, I kind of had to back off from that. I was fully prepared to write the. Can't, the Washington State hasn't played anybody's schedule. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, I mean, I but it's so off.
1: hard to compare because the I don't know the the SC the SC disappointed. Uh, shout out to Paul Rhodes. UCLA knocked him off at the end of the year. Yeah. Um. It, it, there really was a there really wasn't an elite team in that conference. It, it's it's it. I, I just no, think the Pac twelve sucks. Yeah.
0: The There's no doubt about that, and I think that the Results have been proven on the field time and time again, but I think there are pockets of good teams. And he, Here's the deal. It's a leech team, so you pretty much know what you're going to get. They're going to show up. Um, they're going to do what they do, and can you stop it?
1: Yeah. I don't know. If uh, you're not with what, the – What ahead. happens
2: in the media hospitality room? I don't know. Why?
1: I can tell you what how happened. Hospita- I can t- how I,
2: hospitable I, are they?
1: I can tell you what happened to Shreveport. Have I ever told the story on the air? I don't,
2: no, let's I don't hear it. I don't think
1: so. I was helping to cover the year that they won against Miami of Ohio. Walked in the night before, the, the hospitality room at the uh, uh, there at the Independence Bowl. Guy running the bowl was sitting back, and not unlike a chair at the Westin here, kind of sitting back, the margarita cup in his hand. And uh, I, 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 I dare say rather inebriated. <laughs> and I sat down and chatted with him and joined him. Yeah. And they had a margarita machine in the hospitality room at the Independence Bowl. That's, that's pretty good hospitality.
0: Dudes tend to get hammered at those places. Seriously, <laughs> it's, like, well, it's a
2: long run for them too. It's to free beer. Lead up to it. Yeah. Sounds like the kind of place that we that we might need to well, might need to visit.
0: When do you? When does the credential place close?
2: Uh, I don't know, but this place opens at ten. They're but open you, from
0: ten to two. You don't have your credential. You have to have your credential to get in there. Oh
1: crap! Isn't it on site? Is oh well, we'll we'll figure that out.
0: I once hung out with Jason Whitlock at a hospitality room. Was in that where he Dallas? Was that where he stiffed you? A horrible person. <laughs> One of I'm, the, I'm Was this surprised. before he
2: wore a hat all the time? I don't
0: know. One of the single meanest human beings I've ever met in my life. I'm not – he comes across that oh, way. Oh, he was horrible. Oh, my gosh. Awful. Awful. Super mean to me. Uh, anyways.
1: Um, Can I add one more quick point? Yeah, absolutely. I'd, Which, I'd love nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> what you were saying about Leach, though, I mean, I was going through, you know, the coordinators were um, – they met the media today. And I was struck, uh, John Haycock had, had mentioned that it's a team, their offense is unlike one that they've faced. Even though we think of it, air raid, O. Oh, that's held over a lot in the Big 12, a lot of, he held a lot of sway in the Big 12, even post-Leach, Texas mm-hmm. Tech. And um, he was really impressed with not only the scheme, but the discipline with which they run it. And um, I, I just think we've, you've touched on it in columns. We've touched on it in stories leading up. But just that chess match, when you look at Leach, just the, you know, the incredible architect of you know, an innovator on offense versus John Haycock, who has worked uh, wonders for this Iowa State defense. I think that's, one, that's the key game within the game, of course.
2: The only class I'd rather take than Mike Leach's is John Haycock's. Dude, Haycock... So,
0: you guys read my column on Leach, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jay Jordan, who will be rolling into town tomorrow. We're going to do a bunch of videos and stuff with oh, Jay. No, uh, excellent. Tomorrow. It's going to be great. Um, he's offered to teach me for my new off-season thing that I obsess over, you know, and I, I read about. Uh, Jay wants to really go in-depth with me on, like, the, like, just different offenses in football. So, we learn a different offense, like, every week. Can he teach you about the triple option or the wing T? No, I'm sure that we would attack the, you know, the wishbone and all that. Stuff. Yeah,
2: that'd
0: be great. Well, why do you always go back to Nebraska stuff? Uh,
2: the triple option? No, I'm talking about like the the army triple option. Army Georgia Tech. I'm just messing with you because <laughs> Georgia can't. Tech's getting beat by Minnesota right no, now. That's bad. I I I, thought, I really like Georgia Tech. Row row, row. the Riverwalk. I had uh had Minnesota in my underrated underdog picks with Fitzy. And neither one of us has won a game yet, so this would be. Base would be colossal. Yeah. A coup of sorts. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's
0: our schedule. Uh, what time are press conferences tomorrow? 11 a.m. Jeez, why is it so late? My God. Anyways. What uh, time was it at in Memphis last year? Like 8 in the morning. It oh, was... yeah, believe me, I remember. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jared does not do well with the morning. I'm the type. I want it to be. I would do it at a press conference at 6 if they would let me.
1: I'm, right, I'm give good me at, four I'm good hours with, of sleep. I'm eight. good. I'm good with 8. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we're, see, we're kind of in between. We
0: will do another podcast for you guys from here in San Antonio, and hopefully, we'll mix in some sound tomorrow with, you know, the coaches. I'm going to, I'll stick my recorder up in their face, and we can get some, and we'll get some Leach, and we'll get some Campbell, and we'll do all that stuff. Rob, what are you going to be working on?
1: Well, uh, stories out of those availabilities, certainly. There's and there's uh, not a lot tomorrow, so we're going to do our best. But they did
0: just send out quotes.
1: They did. Yep. Yeah, we have quotes now. And we got some from today, and, um, You know, At this point, once you're here, it becomes very much game-specific kind of stuff. But a lot of different angles, obviously, to pursue. Jared, what the hell are you going to be doing?
2: Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be all over social. I'm going to put something together with those quotes that they just sent out here uh, before we go find food.
0: We need to also promote that Jeff Woody will be hosting a game watch uh, for us at Barntown Brewing. Coming up on uh, – what night is the game, man? Friday
2: night. Friday yep.
0: night. It gets so confusing.
2: I can't imagine any scenario in which that doesn't turn into an absolute <laughs> SH word show.
0: Yeah. So Woody will be there uh, hosting that game watch for Cyclone Fanatic. And we also want to encourage everybody um, – we're doing more on Instagram every day, and we're really building that up. Do we have 5,000 followers yet? We I do. We do. We are past those
2: just like last week, I we're think. We're
0: climbing that up, and we're – Instagram and the stories allows you to do a lot of like cool mm-hmm. content that you can't do in Well, other and they areas. go right to
2: Facebook too
0: yeah so keep an eye on that if you haven't followed us yet Cyclone is it underscore fanatic
2: I think it's just Cyclone Fanatic Cyclone
0: Fanatic whatever just you'll, you'll, you'll yeah. find us just, 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 you'll, you'll find us just find it and you you'll, guys will
2: you'll find it and you'll know that you found it because uh, Chris described being at the San Antonio airport as as, uh, as eggplant emoji <laughs> yeah I'm excited yeah <laughs> Good for you. It's uh, here. I was excited to be. There. I got it for you. Yeah, you were right. Cyclone underscore fanatic. My yeah. bad. I made it. I. You would think I would know. Let's
1: go back to the archive. The one I collaborated with you. Uh, oh yeah. on in, in Lawrence, Kansas. You did so a we'll, fine
0: job with that one. As well. Maybe we can do a pod in the morning, even to because I don't want to post too much in the afternoon for people because mm. then they can't handle it. And it. Uh, we'll figure it out. Somebody's going to be at the pep rally tomorrow. Posting stuff on social. We'll we'll have it all covered for you guys down here. We appreciate you listening. Um, have a happy day after Christmas, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Peace.